What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O and host of the What to Know podcast show. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing uh, a good friend and colleague, Gary Grates. Gary has a few different titles here. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but he is a principal. He leads our corporate practice, and he is the godfather of our uh, relevance uh, offering and index. Welcome, Gary, to the uh, show. Thanks, Aaron. So, Gary, you you and I have talked a lot about this, but for the sake of the guests, as you and I were just sort of uh, prepping, I want to make sure that um, we give them proper context. You've got a great background that's really sort of teed you up for the, the work you do on a day-to-day basis, you know, the executive comms, employee comms, issues management, uh, and really this, this very exciting new area. It's not that new, I guess. We've been doing this for a few years, but relevance, uh, and we'll talk about what, what that is and what it means. But I think it's always good for people to know where people come from, and I know you've got some great backgrounds, you know, both on the client side at GM and then... You're a president at Edelman, and you've been with us, I think, for seven or eight years now. So give us a, a little bit on your background and, and uh, you know, all the, the qualifications that have helped get you to this point. Yeah, sure. So but my background has been primarily in corporate uh, communications, uh, corporate strategy, um, working in a variety of different roles in, in, in that vein um, prior to uh, joining W2O Group about eight years ago. Um, I worked at Edelman and was uh, the founding partner and um, leader for what was called the Edelman Change and Employee Engagement business. It was a global business and focused on change management and uh, corporate transformations as well as employee engagement. And then prior to that, I was with uh, General Motors, as you indicated, uh, overseeing corporate communications uh, for North America and then uh, having a role for change communications uh, for the global portfolio at GM and uh, both positions uh, in both organizations were terrific and I enjoyed my time there uh, learned a lot and uh, I would like to think you know honed a lot of, uh, of my thought process um, and my principles um, in, in those positions yes for sure and and I think you brought a lot of that to the table here um, I've mentioned some of these at a high level, but let's talk a little bit about what a day in life looks like for Gary Greats at W2O. Yeah, well, at W2O, basically, you know, I was brought on, like I said, eight years ago. Uh, the company has been growing exponentially for uh, for probably its whole uh, being. You know, it's, it, it was, as you know, founded by Jim Weiss back in 2001, and today we're we're about $200 million dollars in revenue and uh, a little over 800 employees. Um, when I joined uh, some years ago, I was basically brought in to help put together a corporate and strategy portfolio for the business and to dimensionalize our capabilities. And, and that's really what the, the job is now. We're, we're a very large group uh, within um, W2O and we basically work with organizations and we work with our account teams and our opcos, our operating companies, to service clients uh, in the areas of uh, corporate communications, change management, crisis, uh, thought leadership, uh, internal communications, um, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so it's a pretty, uh, I would say, robust and, and dynamic uh, situation, and one that uh, we keep getting uh, even even more uh, involved with over over the years. So we, you know, we have a, our our whole basis at W two O is 
is analytics oriented. So our analytics is at, in the middle of everything that we do. And so it, it makes what we do even more interesting, more challenging, um, because we actually infuse analytics in all those various capabilities that I just mentioned. So um, it keeps us busy. Yes, it does. And we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that as it relates to the next question. Uh, and the reason why we decided to do this today was um, relevance. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about what relevance is and sort of how it came to be. You know, it's something you evangelized as the new reputation. And it's something that I know you've worked with folks like Chuck Heeman and Alan Chumley on the um, analytics team on. But let, let's tell the listeners who may not be familiar with it what it is and, um, you know, how, how you've sort of come to be the, the godfather of relevance at W2O. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, Aaron, because um, you mentioned two very important names, uh, Chuck Heeman and Alan Chumley, who uh, are critical in this whole concept of relevance and, and basically uh, uh, come, come to the table with putting the whole mechanism uh, in place. And uh, so my hat's off to them and off, you know, my hat's off to others in the analytics group because they really make this thing work. But, but relevance is about a two-year-old concept. We started relevance about two years ago because we, we basically looked at the world and we said, while reputation is important and it always will be, in a social and digital age, relevance is, is, is basically the new reputation. Relevance is, is, in fact, what organizations need to think about if they are going to have kind of vitality and viability uh, in their businesses going forward. So we basically worked with the analytics group, Chuck and Alan and others, and came up with a whole model and index for how to look at relevance, which basically, Aaron, is, is you know, how an organization engages and how an organization's information is amplified uh, across its, uh, its, its uh, stakeholder spectrum. So it's a very, very unique, a very interesting, uh, a very vibrant uh, way to uh, position an organization today. And, and we're just really getting started. This is our basically officially our second year, and it's actually our first year in, uh, in putting together a healthcare relevance uh, index. So we can talk a little bit about that as well, but we're really excited about that. Yeah, and, and that is one of the main reasons that we're excited about this because we did put out a release on the Fortune uh, 500, which people can find on our website. And if you look at our social channels, we've shared out the top 15, uh, but you can download the full um, list. Let's talk a little bit about what goes into the index, though, because I think, you know, sometimes people suspect these things and they think it's a bunch of you know dorks sitting around in a room just kind of making up things, but we we've really taken and synthesized the best of a lot of what we do, you know, and have done over the last eight or so years, and we've we've made it. It's almost like taking what we do on an influencer perspective, but applying it to companies, right? So That's maybe right. you could walk through some of the the key inputs and the levers that really drive the uh, the offering and the index. Yeah, what we did is, and you're absolutely correct. What we did is we took our core analytics. Uh, uh, knowledge in our core analytics uh, uh, base, baseline, and we crafted, if you will, and designed this relevance model, which basically is about signals. And, and what it looks for is we have some core signals. We have basically, we look at employees, we look at CEO approval, very, very important. We look at search inter interest, we look at engagement with online news, we look at financial analysts. Um, uh, ratings and, and uh, uh, involvement. 
Um, and then we allow for what we call customizable signals, where we, where an organization will say, in addition to those, we want to know a little bit more about, let's say, innovation or diversity or sustainability or CSR. Um, and then we want you to understand a little bit more about these stakeholders. So whether it be kind of the healthcare ecosystem or policymakers or advocacy groups or HCPs or consumers or whatever that comprise an individual organization's um, um, audience or stakeholder set. We take all that, all those signals and all that data, and we come up with basically a score that allows us to look at basically how relevant an organization is with its stakeholders. Again, the ultimate thing is to look at engagement and to look at amplification in terms of how information is being amplified about this organization. And it tells you basically how relevant you are in your competitive set and in the marketplace that you do business. And what we've, we've done is we've actually, as you pointed out, for the second year in a row, we've looked at the Fortune 500 and we looked at the top companies there in terms of relevance and we've, we've come up with an index um, and a score. And now this, in a, in, in a very short order, we're going to be introducing a healthcare index using the same formula, the same signals, and looking at the top 100 healthcare organizations as it, as it relates to uh, to relevance. So again, it's, it's a very detailed model. It's now been tested for over two years and, um, and we feel very comfortable about the efficacy of, of what we are finding in, in this regard. And as I said earlier, uh, it's giving organizations a new, more vibrant way to see themselves in the marketplace. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. No, that's great. And I think given the fact that we do focus heavily on healthcare, it's, it's what's needed right now. Let's talk a little bit about um, how that's different from the Fortune 500 one that we just released, where I think a lot of people would recognize the top performers that were the Deltas and the Amazons and the Facebooks of the world. I, there are a couple of things that I think come to mind. One, I, I would love for you to get into some specific um, drivers that uh, we know, things like you know mentions by Trump of specific drug companies, but there are a bunch of others that um, helped you know sort of further refine this and further direct some of the relevance for the health companies. And then I guess doubling on that, um, one of the, the findings we found is is that a lot of these companies aren't particularly highly rated in the relevance world, and and that's part of what our goal is in putting this out there is not to uh, make anyone feel bad or poke them in the eye, but really to give them a diagnostic tool to be able to better understand what they can do to improve that. And we'll get into those in a minute. But let's start with the, you know, what are some of those unique drivers in the healthcare space that help, you know, drive relevance for them? Yeah, I th it's a great question. I think the, the big thing is in the healthcare space, um, you know, what's, what makes them different, if you will, um, and, and somewhat unique is basically the kinds of themes um, that, you know, basically disproportionately drive attention among those key stakeholders. So if you look at what we found, particularly over the last year, you know, things like opioids, drug pricing, drug recalls, um, mentions of the FDA, pharma, M&A, which is a big topic today. All the industry is kind of, kind of rethinking itself. Um, PBM and payer M&A, uh, activity that's going on and, and which is changing basically as we all know the dynamics of that industry and then you alluded to it a moment ago you know what's what's happening in terms of of our president president trump's 
statements about healthcare issues. He's a he's an he's a, he, you know basically on social media daily, if not hourly, and uh, obviously that has an impact on um, how an organization and basically how an industry is being um, perceived. And so those particular areas make the healthcare uh, model and index uh, rather interesting and rather different. And Basically, the other thing, that the way know, in which your search strategies and your content framework are developed have to be really rethought. And so when you when you start taking all of these um, areas in the con- in the context, you realize basically that relevance in the healthcare industry is something that needs to be focused on. It needs to be uh, addressed. Uh, pe- companies have to pay attention to it. Um, and, you know, that's what we're trying to do with this study is to help organizations understand where they currently are and what are some of the things, as you pointed out a moment ago, they can think about in terms of increasing their relevance among stakeholders. Well, that's helpful. And I guess one of the things, as I mentioned, you know, we, we did put this together as a diagnostic tool with the goal of being able to help companies. So I want to ask sort of a two-part question. And one is, what are some things that companies can sort of do on their own um, you know, that they could do tomorrow or starting today to help start down this path. And then I know there's some services that we offer uh, that are part of our day-to-day and some of our clients probably are already taking advantage of those. But, you know, what are some of those prescriptive things that we could be helping them with that they should be thinking about? Well, and I'm going to answer it, you know, I'm going I'm to obviously respect the question, Aaron, but I'm going to answer it this way. Um, whether they do it or we do it or somebody does it, the things that, that we think organizations or brands have to think about is, number one, they've got to have um, a better understanding of the way in which their stakeholders are thinking. What are their interests? What are their bias? Um, what are the areas that they're, they're paying attention to? Um, how are they talking about it? So this concept of monitoring, this concept of, of basically being out there and listening intently to the marketplace and to your key, and your key stakeholders. Um, what are their what are their behaviors online? You know, basically, how do they access information? How do they amplify it? Um, how do they basically inform their own ecosystems? That's a huge, huge part of this. Many organizations are not spending the time, unfortunately, in, in this digital reality doing that. And you can't manage the future with the mindset of the past. You have to be able to rethink um, um, how you're approaching this. And in fact, relevance. Is, is in fact not managing the future with the mindset of the past. Relevance is saying the past was reputation, and today and going forward, it's relevance because that's the way it looks through a digital lens. The other part of it is, and you know, whether we do it or they do it or, or whoever gets done, is they've got to rethink content. And that, that content has to be rethought based on that stakeholder interest that I just talked about. Because what we're finding is the content is not resonating with the key with key stakeholders right and it and it may be format it may it may not be provocative enough it may not be cadenced correctly or or have the right tonality you know there could be a variety it may not be the right format it could be a variety of different reasons why but you've got to be very very cognizant of why your content actually isn't pushing your narrative forward so those are two areas Darren, that i think are essential to looking at your relevance position and your relevance score and then doing something constructive to improve it. Well, that is very prescriptive, not a shot coming from you. So thank you. And hopefully people find that interesting. 
Um, this one, this health care relevance report, by the way, is not one that we're going to be putting out there because we do want to respect, you know, an industry that has had uh, their eyes poked a bit over the last couple of years. Um, people can reach out to us, uh, probably both you or me or their clients if they're working with us, and we could find a way to sit down and walk them through. With that, I do want to shift to the more fun part of the show, not that it's not fun talking about relevance, but this is a little bit more about you and um, I'm, I'm personally curious, since I know you pretty well, to hear the answers to a couple of these. I'd love to know something that you'd be willing to share about Gary Greats that people may not know that uh, you're willing to talk about on the show. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, I, I think not a lot of people know that um, that for a good part of my career, I actually had my own firm. So I had a uh, a mid, what would be called a mid-sized firm. We had offices in New York, Boston, and Chicago um, that we sold to uh, Gray Advertising in 1999. And it really was one of the first firms that uh, was using communications as a, a strategic tool in, in change management and business transformation settings. So um, it was it was a strategic uh, uh, organization in that regard, but um, it was incredibly fun. It was incredibly uh, um, difficult at times uh, to build, but uh, but I, I got a lot out of it. Obviously, worked with tremendous people and obviously tremendous clients, but it's not something that I think people um, uh, truly know. And the name of that company was Cramerica, if I remember correctly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. And I think I had an intern from there. Yeah, exactly. If anyone doesn't know that reference, Gary is a big Seinfeld buff, and we we have uh, a bunch of running jokes. So. Probably something else that uh, the outside world may not know. Anyone that knows Gary probably does know that. <laughs> the the uh, second question I like to ask guests is um, any books that you've read, you know, either recently or over the course of your career, or any podcast you listen to that you'd like to share with them. I like to help them build their either audio or uh, physical libraries. Yeah, I just I just finished Bad Blood uh, by John Carreyu, uh, which is basically over. He, 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 basically wrote about the uh, Theranos, uh, Theranos um, debacle. Right. Um, it is a fast, I mean, you read it and you don't think any of it's real. You think it's basically a novel, but it is real. And um, it's just one of those books that I found I couldn't put down. It, it was it was fascinating. And um, it's actually very, very, uh, it's a very dark book because of uh, obviously how everything turned out and how lives were negatively impacted. But uh, I'd highly recommend it. Yes, it is a cautionary tale and uh, recently made into two different documentaries, which I understand right. are pretty good. So um, right. if you don't read the book, at the very least, watch the documentary. But uh, I've heard from a few people that the book is really good. So thank you for that. And then lastly, and this is the one I'm really interested because in, I know how much of a music buff you are to the point where you have a little uh, lyric uh, trivia game, ongoing uh, running game with uh, our friend Paulo Simas, who's our chief creative officer. But the question is, imagine. And I'm winning on that. I'm you waiting on that. Well. Yeah, I, he just got one this morning, which I have to obviously I have to give him co uh, credit to. I have to give my man credit, but uh, I think if you add up the scores, uh, he's a little behind. That is not shocking. Uh, but anyway, to that end, it's the imagine you're on that proverbial deserted island. You can only take one album with you. Which album would you take and why? Well, I would take two. So I'm going to basically go out, paint outside of the box here. Led Zeppelin, House of the Holy. I mean, you can't really go anywhere with that i mean you you have to take that album to church to be honest with you um and then the second one is going to be kind of a shock for people maybe 
Um, but uh, I'm a big Journey fan. So uh, Journey Greatest Hits 1 and 2, uh, I probably couldn't go anywhere in my life without that. So those would be the two. Well, two great additions. And uh, the first one, I guess I'm a little surprised. I knew you, I actually knew you were a Journey fan. I don't think I knew you were as much of a, a Duplin fan. So, um, but both are wonderful albums. And, um, you know, I would say the key there is, you know, you take the Led Zeppelin one and then slip the, the Journey album into it. You know, sometimes you can cheat and put two <laughs> albums into one case. So there you wouldn't you be able to read both of the liner notes, but at the very least, you'd have the music with you. Um, I like the way you think. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to be creative. So this is Aaron Strout, CMO W2O, host of the What to Know podcast show. And I've had the pleasure of spending the last 30 minutes with my colleague, Gary Grates, talking about relevance. Gary, thank you so much for uh, taking Thanks, the Aaron. time and I uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, sir. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash what to know.